Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was hovering over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. These are the opening words of the Holy Bible, the opening words of Genesis that describe God's creative act and the first words he speaks. So as darkness hovers over the face of the deep, God drives the darkness away. He overpowers the darkness and overcomes the darkness with the word he proclaims. Let there be light, he says, and light comes into existence. God creates the very thing that will enable man to see, that will enable man, the pinnacle of his creation, to gaze upon the world God has made for him. To gaze upon the beauty of the mountains, the majesty of the sea, the power of the beasts of the field, the glory of the, of the birds of the air. God drove away the darkness and created light to show mankind a shadow of his love. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. These are the opening words of the Gospel of John, words that make up part of our Gospel reading for this morning. These words are obviously a reference to the opening verses of Genesis, but here in these words, John speaks of a very different light and a different darkness. He speaks of a light that is not an earthly kind, it's not the product of vibrating electrons, it's a divine light, a light that's uncreated, a light that has been co-eternal with the Father. This light is the second person of the Trinity, the eternal Son of God. And just as earthly light opens the eyes of men to gaze upon the beauty of creation, the divine light opens the eyes of men to see the face of God. Just as earthly light shows mankind God's love, so the divine light sets the actual love of God before men and blesses them to gaze upon the face of the Father who created them to be his own forever, to live with him in peace for all of eternity. The earthly light was a shadow, ironic as that may sound. The true light, Jesus Christ, is the real thing. Likewise, the darkness that John speaks of is not earthly darkness. It's not the absence of light. It's the evil one blotting out the face of God, preventing men from clearly seeing the one who loves them and cherishes them, the one who made them. So when God created mankind, he created man to see with both kinds of light, to see the glory of the earth and the glory of God. But Satan crept into the Lord's perfect creation and ushered in the darkness. Satan didn't blot out the sun. He didn't stop electrons from vibrating and hide the beasts of the field or the birds of the air from Adam and Eve's eyes. 
but by leading them into disobedience, by corrupting them with sin. He clouded their vision and prevented them from seeing the love and the promises of God with perfect eyes. And through that corruption, Satan did the same for their children. Throughout the generations, the darkness spread and grew darker. It festered and metastasized, blinding the eyes of men to the face of God. Men could see the beasts of the field and the birds of, their, of the air, but they couldn't see the face of their Creator, so they made idols. They worshipped the creation rather than the Creator. They turned their gaze to wood and stone and crafted images of men and birds, animals and creeping things that could not save them. In their blindness, they sacrificed to demons and wandered further into the pit of condemnation. With the earthly light, men could see their bodies, but because they had lost the divine light, they didn't know how to view their flesh properly, how to view their strength. So they made idols of those things as well. They picked up swords to please their gods and took the lives of the men they could see. But all they did was pierce the heart of the God they couldn't see. They seized the flesh that was not given to them in marriage and worshipped their lust. They saw the luster of silver and gold and worshipped their greed, making idols of every purchasable thing they could see. But they didn't worship the God they couldn't see. And so, in the darkness, the devil continued devouring them. And once we shared the belly of the beast with these blind fools of history. Once we were lost in the darkness, able to gaze upon the beauty of a sunset, able to see the majesty of the mountains and the glory of the sea. But we couldn't see the face of God. The darkness concealed it. And so we lived as strangers and aliens. Hopeless in that darkness, we made idols of our own. In the darkness, we bowed down before our pride by refusing to live for others, by refusing to forgive, to make the needs of our neighbors greater than our own. We lashed out at those we were supposed to love, both through anger and indifference. We turned away from our sons and daughters, our mothers and fathers. Husbands were harsh with their wives, wives disrespected, and despised their husbands, all men thinking they could somehow come closer to God by trampling on the precious ones he gave them. We looked at the poor and found a million excuses not to help them. We looked at those who had hurt us and found a million reasons not to forgive them. Blinded from the truth, we thought that having enemies meant that we could somehow bring ourselves closer to God than we could by making brothers. We thought that despising others for their sins could somehow bring us closer to the favor of God. That's how we despise the God we couldn't see, the God whose face we couldn't see because the darkness had overcome us. But the darkness cannot overcome the light of God. And so, out of love for you, the same God who created earthly light gave you the uncreated light. God the Father sent His Son into this world conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
The Word became flesh and dwelt among us in order to shine His light in the darkness, in order to show us the face of the God who loved us and was inviting us into His arms forever. So the Virgin conceived and bore a Son who was Emmanuel, God with us, there in Bethlehem in the city of David, the son of David, the very son of God, was born to usher in the kingdom of light that would shine his glory forever. There in that little town, cradled in the arms of his mother, Jesus Christ was the light shining in the darkness. And no matter how the devil raged against him, how hard that serpent tried to destroy him, the darkness could not overcome the light. The darkness tried to overcome that light when King Herod sought to destroy the Christ child, murdering the young boys of Bethlehem as Jesus and his family fled to safety in Egypt. The darkness failed to overcome that light again when Satan tempted Christ in the wilderness could not drag him into sin or make him unworthy to die for the sins of the world. The darkness moved the heart of Judas to betray our Lord, moved the mouths of the furious crowd to cry out, crucify him. But even when he was crucified, even when the darkness got what it wanted, the darkness could not overcome his light. In fact, there at the cross, Jesus ushered in the sunrise of the new creation as the sky went dark. As he was pierced to the tree, Jesus pierced his divine light into this world and blessed you to see the face of his Father smiling upon you. Because in the flood of his blood, Jesus destroyed every idol of your blinded heart all your pride and greed, your lust, your cruelty, your indifference towards God and men. It was all washed away, eternally erased through the sacrifice of the Word made flesh. There, as his blood poured down from Calvary, Jesus Christ destroyed everything that made you unworthy of his Father's love. And he clothed you in everything you needed to be welcomed in his arms. All of his righteousness, all of his perfection, all of his right to inherit his Father's kingdom. There at the cross, Jesus clothed you in it and gave you the right to see the holy garment that you were given in holy baptism. In the beginning, God spoke, let there be light, and light came into existence. At the cross, the Son of God spoke, it is finished. And through that same divine speech, your sins were taken out of existence, and the war between light and the darkness was complete. The light won, the darkness lost forever. This is what Jesus revealed to the world when he rose again on the third day. And when you were baptized into the triune name, Jesus gave you the right to open your eyes and see that everything promised to you in the light shining from Bethlehem's manger is now yours. All that love, 
all that mercy, all that forgiveness and salvation beaming forth from the city of David is your eternal possession. So look upon the light of Christ and see that your Father in heaven is not angry with you. He's not disappointed in you. He is not aiming his anger at you. No, now he looks upon you with love. He cherishes you. He is inviting you to rest in his embrace forever. Look to Jesus Christ, to the manger, to the cross, to the empty tomb. And there you will see what the darkness could not stop you from seeing. You will see the face of the Father who overcame the darkness and who loves you now and forever.